up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. I hope everyone is doing well. We're going to jump right into it, right into some action. Actually, we'll start with some news first, then we'll get to some action. Some key news with playoff implications. So the Texas Rangers are expecting to be without Josh Young for an extended period of time. He suffered a left thumb fracture during Sunday's game against the Marlins. It was a 109.4 mile an hour liner off his glove at third base. And I mean, he recovered to start what was an unlikely double play, but he left the game after the next batter. And he had initial x-rays, which showed the fracture. And there's no clear timeline, but if surgery is required, when you have a fractured thumb, that's six to eight weeks. And if that's the case, that would possibly end, well, that would end his 2023 season, regular season entirely. But of course, much of this depends on the nature and severity of the fracture because the Rangers are definitely on pace to reach the postseason and receive a first round bye if they win the division. So Josh Young could rejoin the team before the start of the first playoff series if he needs surgery and gets it right away, if it's the typical six to eight week time frame. Because, I mean, it is early August and that would put him returning sometime in September or end of September, let's say end of September, um, on the early side, uh, into early October on the later side. But there's a lot of work to be done before they can get there. They'll have to win the AL West and hold off the Astros and Mariners. And that's going to be a lot more difficult for them without their star rookie in the lineup. I mean, Josh Young was an all-star this year. He's always been considered one of baseball's top prospects, and he broke into the big leagues in a big way. So he only played 26 games last year, but this season he headed in as the everyday third baseman. He's more than delivered on that regular role. I mean, so far he's hitting 274 with 22 homers, over 461 plate appearances, and he's definitely one of the favorites to win a rookie of the year, although it is getting to be a bit of a crowded field. You have Gunnar Henderson there, you have Masataka Yoshida there as well. I mean, not that there is a good time to ever lose a key player, but... It's extra painful that they lose Josh Young right now because it's after the trade deadline. So it's more difficult for the Rangers to find any kind of depth or replacement. I mean, if this happened even just a week ago, they could have got a bigger name third baseman like Jamer Candelario, for example. He went, you know, he, he was traded. So he was one of the third basemen on the block during the trade deadline. They could have definitely gotten him. And I say this, well, he's with the Cubs, but I say this because the Rangers had this happen with Jonah Heim. A little over a week ago, they lost him to a wrist sprain. And it's in, it's in question whether or not Jonah Heim's going to return this year. But Texas quickly pivoted. They went ahead and got Austin Hedges and Kevin Ploiecki in separate trades with the Pirates and Padres to make their catcher platoon. So there are still, even though there is no trade deadline, you know, technically... There are still ways to acquire a player after the trade deadline. So way back when, I think back in, uh, I don't remember the last year they did it. Um, I want to say 2019 or so. Uh, that was when they, the last time they had the waiver deadline, which is when you could still have trades after the deadline, but they had to go through waivers. But Major League Baseball doesn't have that anymore. But there are still ways to do it. You could, a player could be outrighted or get released 
So if you if a player gets released and another team picks him up as, as a free agent, that's one way you could assign him uh, or you could sign him. That's definitely the main way you're going to see it. But obviously, players that are getting released are getting released for a reason. They're not usually going to be performing very well. So these kind of players aren't typically going to be the kind of player that's going to put a playoff team over the edge or or help a playoff team in any way. But we'll see what the Rangers end up doing. Clearly, I mean, they've reached out to the farm system. They went ahead and they called up someone from the minor leagues. I mean, John, his name is Jonathan Ornelas from AAA. And he's going to take the roster spot of Josh Young. So this is going to be the major league debut for Ornelas. He's 23 years old whenever he makes his first in-game appearance. Um, he was a third-round pick for the Rangers in 2018. He has displayed some good on-base numbers over the past two seasons in the minors, but his overall hitting profile hasn't really developed. He's hitting 250 in AAA this year. So hitting potential is definitely a question mark, but you know we'll see. We'll see what happens. Speaking of rookies, let's go to Toronto, well, Boston, where the Toronto Blue Jays were playing the Red Sox. But Davis Schneider is a Blue Jays rookie who's just hit the ground running so far in his career. This guy has compiled nine hits and two home runs through his first three major league games. And, of course, he's, he's not always going to be this, this hot, but you know he's definitely on fire right now, and the Blue Jays are enjoying it. They're going to give him every opportunity to continue to play if he continues to play like this. But on Sunday, he was 4-for-5 with four RBIs. Like I said, first player in MLB history to collect nine hits and two homers over his first three big league games. So he is definitely been a central part of that lineup just as he begins his career. Inflated numbers, of course, but it's a good story. I mean, Davis Schneider was not a blue chip guy. This guy was a 28th round pick in 2017. A 28th round pick. So 28th round picks usually don't make it to the big leagues, but he has done so. He's 24 years old. He's made it. So uh, he, he's, he's making most of it so far, hitting 692 so far in his first Three big league games. Speaking of rookies, we're going to continue talking about rookies. Yuri Perez, remember him? The Marlins rookie phenom pitcher who has lit it up this year. They sent him down to AAA for load management a month ago, and he made two abbreviated starts in AAA. They wanted to keep his innings down, keep his pitch count down, so they had to get him off the big league roster so he wouldn't be wasting a spot. But they sent him down, and now they're bringing him back up. Bringing him back up. And they're going to start him on Monday night against the Reds at Great American Ballpark. And, you know, this is interesting. So, Yuri Perez is only 20 years old. He's only 20 years old, but, you know, he just doesn't have a lot of innings on his arm. That's why they're sending him down. But if you look at the Marlins' starting staff, when Perez was in the rotation from May 12th to July 6th, they had the second-best ERA in Major League Baseball and the fourth-highest wins above replacement in Major League Baseball for pitching start, uh, starting staff. Um, and then since they sent him down to the minors, they've had the 17th best ERA. So from second best to 17th best, they're now middle of the road. And their war, 18th best, from fourth best to 18th best. So, And the team's record was 32-19 and 19 with Yuri Perez, now 7-16 and 16 since he's been gone. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's definitely... Interesting, right? That a rookie is the guy that you are kind of hinging on in your starting rotation. But that's how talent, I think that speaks more to how talented 
Yuri Perez is. It's not really a knock on the Marlins because they, overall they have had a pretty solid year. But that a 20-year-old rookie is going to be your your best pitcher this season, I don't think many people expected to see that. But at the end of the day, you know, they're still in the NL wildcard race. This Reds-Marlins series pits two teams right in the thick of that race. So we'll see what they can do. Let's head to Anaheim, where the Angels and Mariners are playing. And the Mariners pulled off a four-game sweep at Angel Stadium. This is the first time they've done that since 2005. It certainly did not come easy. In the series finale, you had a pitcher's duel between the Mariners' Bryce Miller and Angels' Chase Silseth. And this was a pitcher's duel. led to yet another nail-biter, but it was extra inning heroics by Eugenio Suarez, who laced the game-winning RBI single in the 10th. So the Mariners end up completing their sweep with a 3-2 victory. And they left the weekend with just a two-and-a-half game gap between them and the Blue Jays. They're just behind the Blue Jays for that third AL wildcard spot. So obviously a very painful result for the Angels, who went in at the deadline to get guys and, you know, trying to make a push here. But, uh, yeah, their divisional opponents got the best of them. Four-game sweep, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. So, yeah. If you look at the standings right now, I think the wild card matchups are very interesting. Obviously, in the American League, you still have teams that are in the thick of it. Uh, a team like even even the Yankees are four and a half games back in the wild card. It's a, it's a bit of a, a sizable gap, but it's not insurmountable. Seattle, like I said, two and a half games back. Miami only half a game back in the AL in the NL wild card. Arizona only one and a half games back in the NL wild card. San Diego for as rough of a season as they had, only three games back in the NL wild card. So we'll see. But that's where things stand as we enter another week. That's kind of the wrap-up from the weekend. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.